this is Norman Spinrad, and this is Sci-Fi Saturday Night, and I'm pleased to be here, and we'll be back here for you soon, or immediately right now. Okay. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now. And avoid war. Don't think you get me so easily. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It's your sacred duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye-bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It is TalkCast 170. If you were a queen and you lived in a city and you had your own con, what would you name it? We'll talk about that tonight on <laughs> Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Deep in Area 51 on the sub-level I-405, past the Slauson cutoff, take a left, cut off your Slauson, behind the book-burning pavilion for alternative heating and air conditioning, next to the fried green tomato body wrap and Frogert Hut pavilion, I am the Dome. Joining the talk cast tonight are once again many or some or a few or a couple of the usual suspects. In the Revere Time Vortex, violent soundboard vixen, chief architect of all that is technical, and queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, it's Kriana. I would name it Tuck and Glitter Con because RuPaul's Drag Race is back. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, we're I would off. have to agree with you. <laughs> we're Thank off to you. a flaming start, aren't we? <laughs> From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, a woman with a pounding headache or a heading poundache or she's pounding somebody's head in. It's the dead redhead. I will pay $500 to anyone who can shoot this damn monkey that keeps putting an ice pick in my eye. Talk to the Iranians. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bitches. <laughs> How can you love somebody else if you can't even love yourself? Amen. Thank Joining you. us tonight at the halfway point of the show will be the return of Jeff and Silent J from Queen City Kamikaze Con. J is not silent. Can we call them Jeff and Silent J? I think that's what we're going to call them. That's all. That is all? Uh, that is all. That, that is, is all. all. Okay. Now, um, it's been an interesting week or has it or no it, it yeah. actually kind of has uh i want to start off if we can talking about the death of one of the finest makeup artists in science fiction uh, or just, nay the world possibly uh stuart freeborn uh, best known for his work in all of the star wars films and in 2001 a space odyssey Died and no one's with... seen that, so all of the Star Wars. Just kidding. Wow. <laughs> just kidding. Somebody totally wow. needs to slap you in the head. Died this week at the age of 98 of a combination of ailments associated with being 98. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because um, 98. For those of you who are young and stupid, 
Uh, he's only known for Star Wars. For those of you who may be slightly older, uh, still the... stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, he his makeup was uniquely responsible for the entire Dawn of Man hominids in Stanley Kubrick's 2001. He transformed Peter Sellers for Doctor Strangelove. Uh, he he did uh, all the movies, uh, all the makeup for The Thief of Baghdad. So what you're saying, Dome, is they're probably going to talk about him at the Oscars this year. If they don't, they're idiots, and they may well be idiots. Is that, is that the one well, where they get Lifetime Achievement Awards? Because I smell that. Uh, if anybody deserves it, Stuart Freeborn does quite clearly. Yeah, really. At uh, least at the technical awards, they should say something about him. Yeah, when are the Oscars? As if anyone cared. Uh, it's usually last week of February, first week of March, because Seth MacFarlane's plugging the hell out of it. Well, oh, you know, MacFarlane. you know what you the best thing about the Oscars is going to be? Seth MacFarlane being a dirty, dirty whore. No. <laughs> Ted well. being a dirty, dirty teddy bear. So Seth MacFarlane being a dirty, dirty Yeah, whore. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> We're I saying the same you. thing, just in different ways, Dome. I can't tell you how much I enjoy Seth MacFarlane, and and I enjoyed the movie I never thought I was really going to like, Ted. I think, I think you need to put a dollar in the creepy jar just because you like that movie. No, I don't, because I'll tell you right now, it's freaking hilarious, and well, I, you know, I saw it. I know, and it's yeah, not. Awesome. You know what? Here's the thing: if you like fart jokes, you will like this movie. Then I will not be seeing that. No, Basi- that's not basically, true. Basically, if you like, if you like things that teenage boys like, you will. Absolutely like this movie. not true. Okay, wait. Dead redhead. Yes. Do you remember the movie Flash Gordon? Yes, and Flush Gordon. No, Ooh. not Flash oh, Gordon. Oh dear, <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. No, yes, it's actually it kind of the same, but that's all of the story. The one with the Queen soundtrack. Yes. Okay. It's immortalized once again in Ted. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. It's a good film. <laughs> it's oh, a horrible film, but it's a hilarious film. It's so dead. I'm just he's saying. part of our opening. That's true. He is, actually. Part of our Flash, that part of, there's parts of Flash Gordon in our opening that... From the, from the very early serial. There's so fine to do for us. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, only Thank old people would know what? that, clearly. Okay, okay, young and stupid person. Where would you like to take us? I would like to take us to Stargate. That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys hate Stargate, so just get it out of your system now. Just, I, I just haven't seen it enough to, to really give an opinion Okay, first of all, freaking MacGyver, okay? Yes. Smallville for children, go on! No, it's not! It has nothing to do with Smallville. Anyway, I enjoy Stargate. I'm not even close to even caught up on Stargate yet. There is so much material on this franchise. I think it's probably second only to Star Trek. Well, actually, yeah, it's probably still second to Star Trek. Just because the two complete incarnations, yeah. In well, front. just because the spinoff series didn't do as well as the Star Trek ones, so you got like how many episodes? How many seasons of the first one? Like four or five? Of the original Star Trek? Yeah. 
uh, three and a half seasons, but like, seven seasons of virtually everyone right, else. Right, right. So we'll call it four plus seven plus seven plus seven. Plus seven plus three. So, I mean, Stargate SG-1 did ten. Right. Atlantis did four. SGU did, I think, two, maybe two and a half. It did three, but... Yeah. Is this three? like SVU, or...? <laughs> uh, it, no, it's less disturbing. There you disturbing. go, Stargate SVU. Oh, Perfect. God. <laughs> That's disturbing on so many levels. On uh, so many levels. Uh, and then, of course, it also has the... There were, like, three direct-to-TV movies. There was at least one theatrical movie, maybe two. I don't remember. I saw um, the original movie. I did see I that. I have seen that movie. as well. Yes. I didn't like it as much, but only, I think, because I started SG-1 before I watched the movie, and then I already was like, duh, I knew that was going to happen. you already stuck in the other stuff, yeah. yeah. You know what I love the most about the original movie that started it all? It actually made me realize, for the first time at that point, that, um, oh, who's the pretty boy there that was in all the junk? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? That, the, the stupid pretty boy. That he actually can act. That yeah. was just in Boston Legal and... Oh, the was bo- he... Was the pretty boy... I don't remember seeing any attractive males on that movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> was it the guy who played Dr. Jackson? Maybe? I think yeah, so. Was he good. nerdy? Yeah. Yes. All yes, right, yes. okay. Well, the guy who plays him in the series is actually way better. <laughs> yeah, but that was... That actor, I had not... He's always... He was always playing these creepy, creepy roles, and you hated him, and that was the first time I'm like, wow, he actually knows how to oh, act. so you saw him in a sympathetic yeah. role. I see. For a change. I did. Anyway, speaking of... Why are we of, talking about Stargate? It's done. It's it's not done. It's a franchise. It's never done. Um, oh, God help us. Wait, is J.J. Abrams doing Stargate? Actually, you know what? <laughs> I, I kind of thought of J.J. Abrams when I saw this trailer just because of the sheer amount of lens flare. <laughs> I knew you'd appreciate that. Um, but so but no, J.J. Abrams is not doing it. It is coming out as a game. They are doing oh, they are cool. doing a touchscreen game of Stargate, and they released a trailer for it. And it seems like the original cast is coming back of SG One as all the voices. And huh? it's it's really funny because there's this sort of running joke uh, throughout SG One that Daniel continuously dies. Or gets beat up. If someone's gonna get beat up, it's gonna be Daniel. Right. So of course, like the first, like the third thing you see in this trailer, Daniel's glasses floating around, and like the sixth thing you see <laughs> is Daniel getting beat on. All the other characters, you got Sam, you got Jack and Teal'c. They all get like really dramatic shots of them being tough, and Daniel's just getting beat up by this. Getting the crap kicked out yeah, of him. Yeah, he's again. literally yeah. getting the crap kicked out of him. So... Is Teal'c the one with the patch sewn into his head? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, I've got to tell you that my mother, oh, who for was sake. not a fan of science <laughs> who every time she was forced to sit through an episode, she would go, that thing on his head, it's crooked, you know. Both times she was forced to sit through an out? episode. Both times. <laughs> Both times. <laughs> it's crooked, you know. Like you watch it that much. No, but I, I have been slowly plugging my way through SG-1, and I can kind of see... I'm actually surprised that it lasted for ten seasons, because I'm on season eight right now, and the cast is sort of starting to look tired. And Well, you got to understand that at that point, Siffy, uh, which was actually sci-fi at that point, I think was, was actually you know serious about 
working franchises and didn't really understand that there's a natural ending let it go ah uh, yeah yes. I, I think I think they probably should have let it go at the end of this season um but I, I, I don't know maybe maybe they have more but um we'll we'll, we'll see and it just like the show it changes tone really fast so it's like they'll have the cute funny episode about like Teal getting an apartment off of the military base and it'll be adorable and then they'll be like the world is in peril and I'm like I yeah. don't I don't know how to feel why I know because 30 <laughs> seconds ago we were doing a dumb shit thing and now everything's going to hell yeah oh, so so it switches gears really f and you never know which episode is going to be lighthearted and which episode is going to be sort of like oh this is going to impact everything well the one thing that they did have was really really decent writing that was kind of skewed so that there wasn't the giveaway at the beginning of the show that let you know how it was going to be have you noticed that well I mean yeah. It had to be something for 10 seasons. I mean, you know, other than Smallville, most things that get 10 seasons are good. <laughs> so so here's, here's what Stargate does really well. It walks the fine line between the mysterious box, as J.J. Abrams has popularized this theory lately. Yeah. So, so what it's doing is it's giving you enough inf They're learning about the Stargate, and you're learning with them. And they're learning enough to keep you really interested and wanting to know what happens from week to week. But they're not gi ever giving away so much that it's like, well, that's screwed. But on the other hand, they're not being, like, lost, like, well, that didn't ever matter anyway. Right, right. Oh, wait, huh. there's, 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 a, there, there's a polar bear! Yeah, okay. like, oh, everyone was already dead. Spoil spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Still haven't finished <laughs> We're watching Lost for the first time on Hulu. Uh, I've actually never you seen. You are Richard. You know who you are, you son of a bitch. I, I've actually never seen Lost. I just have such contempt for that show that I don't think I will ever, ever watch it. I, you know I just... who the, you know who produced that, don't you? Um, Lens Flare himself. Mister Lens Flare himself, JJ. Anyway, Abrams. Ever, ever be on our show. And that's okay, because <laughs> I'm kind of good with that at this point. Winter? Winter? Is he on the list? I know you sent me a revised list last week, but it's not in front of me right now. So if he's not on the list, put him on the list. Nope. Also, thank you for the list. <laughs> End. Feeny. Okay. So, Deborah, so, you've been watching the following. I have. And I know that... Uh, I believe that both Kriana and Zombrarian had asked me my take on it, and I finally at least got to see the first two episodes. Um, it's interesting. I want to see... I, I'm afraid they're going to get into a boring pattern of serial killer of the week. Serial, but I, yeah, that's actually easy. <laughs> I'm hoping that's not going to happen. I like the whole bit about Edgar Allan Poe, and it makes me think of Christy every time I see it. I say, yeah. oh, I should be drinking a glass of wine with Christy right now. Um, so it's interesting, but they keep focusing on the same thing. Oh, they took out the eyes. Oh, sorry, spoiler alert. Um, so <laughs> and it's like Poe had a lot more to him than one story like in the opening one it, where the woman had all the stuff written all over her she had written 
his poetry on herself. That was really cool. That was really interesting. And this crazed English professor who now has this cult of serial killers. Although as Illustrator X, yes, he is still alive, everybody. As he said to me, he's like, aren't we going to... If the, everybody who they said was a serial killer was a serial killer, there would be no normal people left. <laughs> everybody would be a serial killer. So, Brianna, where are you at with it? I think um, I think they couldn't get too cerebral too fast. I think that's where they're at. Really? Because, well, that's ratings. Dangerous. Well, no, ratings. They have yeah. to appeal to the lowest common denominator, and that's stupid people. Yep. Sorry, yep. America. You're stupid. Yep. So, yep. so they're going to hammer in the same stories that people know over and over and over again until they're assured that they're A, going to finish this season, because I don't think they're sure yet, and B, going to get a next season, if if they do. Um, well, so I think at I that point, say- they're going to be free to go into maybe some more obscure stuff. You hope they're going to be, yeah. With it. What'll be but interesting to me is if they, the serial killers who have become followers of this this English teacher slash cult leader of serial killers, if they start showing their own flair and if they start coming up with their own things that that make make it their um, their crime, their their, their like interpretation ranch. of Poe. That's right. That's yeah. or Poe. Yeah, I or think that might be else. asking too much of this show. That would be interesting. I would like to see that. It's like they took from one of Poe's stories and then they extrapolated onto another author. Well, remember that be- too that season twos are usually not a lifting, but usually they fall flat remember you know season one of of uh heroes had a lot of promise to it yes and season two was just an abysmal yes a mess. well i i mean didn't that happen during the writer's strike though, it too? did the, the writer's strike That's i true. actually i actually did an interview with one of the um with the young woman who was in new orleans who was the uh cousin of the little boy who could oh learn. yeah 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 I did an interview with her actually for a magazine I was writing for at the time, and she talked about how the writers' strike actually crippled uh, the second season of Heroes. Mm-hmm. But that was no that. But when they went into season three, I mean, that there was no excuse for season great. three or season four. Yeah, right? no, there there wasn't. Break. No, absolutely. So you not. know, my my concern for uh, the following is that it just stays where it's at because if it does it's going to end up like Grimm <laughs> later Hosenflugen Schmidt I love Grimm I'm sorry I love that it's a Gerbil beast and everybody <laughs> knows care. what happens with Gerbil beasts I don't care I love that damn show and they're, I hope that their that, cheeks puff out get <laughs> okay dead redhead Yes. Do you remember when everybody used to give me shit about really enjoying Chuck? No. Okay. Good. Now you're gonna get it. Okay. <laughs> well, I get it's shit for really enjoying then. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, and I hope that what's his name gets laid. I really do. You're a fan <laughs> of the Monroe Mance? Monroe, yes, I love Monroe. 
I, I just want to say Monromance as many times as possible. Yeah, that's, I think that's more than enough. Monromance. So we've got some BBC kind of news uh, happening. The Beebs. Uh, BBC London has canceled Being Human. And I've got to tell you, it was a much better show than the American version um, by an actor yes. of a gazillion. How do you even need to say that? Well, well, you know what? There are some times where you take a British series, you transpose it to America, and it's actually at a competitive level. When? Um, it hasn't been for a while. Name but... one time in the last 15 years. I can't go 15 years. I can go 20, though. All right, 20. I'll give you 20. All in the family. I've never seen that because I'm not uh, old. All Okay, Sanford and Son. What? Are you are you oh speaking English still? <laughs> Job, you're not making it any better. <laughs> well, sorry about that, but the reality is there was a point in time yes. when British shows could be transposed into an American audience, be very high quality, do very well, and and be at the same level of their British origins. Yes. That as of late, has not been happening at all. Yes. And uh, it's unfortunate that the British version of Being Human has been canceled because it was an incredible show. On the other hand, BBC America is now doing original shows of their own, which is kind of interesting in that, you know, they're being produced strictly... It's a British production strictly for an American audience. And uh, the one that I'm really looking forward to is a series called Orphan Black. Yes, that looks very interesting. And what I've done is I've put uh, the official BBC America synopsis in the show for this week, as well as the, uh, the link to the first trailer. And I've got to tell you, the first trailer is pretty goddamn cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been watching it being played up on... Uh, on BBC America, and gosh, it looks good. It looks really, really... You know what it reminds me of, kind of? Uh, is the Patrick McGowan series, to some degree. The Prisoner? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's got a Prisoner-esque feel to it. And uh, for those of us who are old enough to remember The Prisoner... No one. It's an iconic... Shut up! It's <laughs> an absolutely iconic series. And not the remake movie, which sucked. No, the remake eggs. movie was that sci-fi put together. That Somebody was a to be shocked that one. It yeah. sucked. It sucked what? Eggs. Yeah. Eggs. Okay. Just or, making, I'm going to quote you on that. So. Or donkeys. It doesn't matter. It was just horrific. Yeah, it was. And speaking speaking of horrific, can ooh, can ooh, I do ooh, that? Oh, oh, Sean Bean. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Before, before we leave the beep, can I just, did you guys talk about them bringing the um, original Doctor Who's back? We talked about that a little bit last week. Yeah, we week. did, yeah. I'm briefly. sorry that, that I wasn't here and I missed it because we did check out, they showed the first Doctor and it was actually a very, very cool homage. X was almost in tears. How was the restoration print? Look gorgeous. 
Really? That's wonderful. Did he stub his toe? (laughs) That was mean. What's interesting is what they do with the second doctor because not a whole lot of his are still in existence. Right, because a lot of those kinescopes were lost. Or burned. No, no, no. They they, they taped over him, I thought. They, were, they just were like, need him anymore, you know. screw this. We already broadcast this one. Let's tape over it. They weren't tapes. Those were kinescopes. Those were actually film. Oh. Film. Uh, they were never mastered on videotape. Right. Those bastards. And a lot of them actually were burned. Those they were. bastards. They burned a bunch of them. But so it'll be interesting. I think this week is when they're doing Patrick Troughton for you Whovians out there. And so we're all excited to see what they're actually going to use for the second doctor. And you've actually, if you've ever been Whovians, you know how painful that can be. <laughs> so Siffy has two new series that are coming out in the next couple of weeks. And frankly, both of them scare the crap out of me. Uh, the first one is called Stranded. <laughs> yeah, that's the one with the weird-looking aliens, yes? No. Oh, no? It's not the one with aliens? Stranded is a powerful, new, terrifying, paranormal, and psychological experiment. So oh, it's going to suck. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I, let's now. put it this way. If the opening line of their plug is, if you thought paranormal activity was scary. I did not. Neither did I. Get I did. ready for Stranded. The new Siffy reality series. Oh, death. Okay. Yeah. Well, this death. is like Ghost Hunters, like, like. Remember when Demon I said Hunters. we should talk about this? I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so then the, the other can thing. You, can we loop that? Kriana said she was wrong. <laughs> It's, it's like the only time I'm ever going to admit it, so you might as well cherish it, right? So the other the other show that they've got, and I have no hope for this one either, and Jesus, I hope I'm wrong, is the Robot Combat League. I feel like it needs a Robot God Akamatsu theme song. It actually does. Yes. First yes. of all, Real Steel had to be better, and that was a really decent movie. But BattleBots was immensely better, and that was actually funny. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, when when you can run battling robots on Comedy Central, you know you're in heaven a great oh, time. Oh, come on. That Is was Dean awesome. Is Dean gonna going to be a sponsor? Or? <laughs> <laughs> Battle no, segues. Catch out. Uh, Battle because... segues. Segway jousting. Someone has to have done this. <laughs> No, you know, when he does that first tournament, which is actually a very cool thing for the kids who are part of it. Right, yeah. right, but I'm And saying, if you ever want to be on the show, Mr. Kamen, we invite you on. Someone should oh. should videotape Segway jousting, because would that not be the most amazing thing ever? Well, actually, you know, the interesting thing is, is that in Manchester, New Hampshire, there is actually a Segway Polo League. I'm sorry. You- are you serious? Yeah, you, there is... In the center of Manchester, uh, I think it's Veterans Park, which is right across from the center of New Hampshire. Yep. And on a Sunday morning, you can watch the Segway Polo League. All right, all right. What what other what other sports could use segways? I'm thinking Segway Derby. Segway. Segway roller. Demolition Derby. No, no, no. Segway yeah. Roller Derby. Oh. Yeah. 
I should take a camera out to the park and videotape some of that for the site. I agree. You should. It would be awesome. How yes. about how about Segway dodgeball? <laughs> <laughs> Any sounds, dodgeball is pretty sounds funny. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Segway field. Segway croquet. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. That would be tough. Segway golf. No, that would always anything with golf is going to be boring. Yeah. Segway tennis. Unless it's mini golf, you could do mini golf. <laughs> Segway tennis. I don't know how that. I would think work, that would actually. be painful. Yeah. Hmm. That's actually, you know, a good, uh, a good. Uh... Speaking of painful. <laughs> <laughs> So Sean Bean's gonna be in another no, movie. Wait, wait a minute, that would be a good poll, wouldn't it? Yes, it, it, that's actually a fantastic poll. So the poll for this week is the poll. The Sean Bean is gonna be in the new Wachowski movie called Jupiter Ascending. How, How will they done? kill him off ah, in this movie? Okay. Because, because Sean has had some of the greatest deaths ever. You know, and they are all coming up in my Netflix recommendations right now. <laughs> after after watching that honest trailer, I'm like, wow, I wonder what some of these movies are. And then all of a sudden, I see Sean Bean as like a knight on this cover of a movie. I don't know if you've seen it. The movie's called Black Death. And I was like, I bet that's the movie where he gets drawn and quartered. I was correct. <laughs> <laughs> So they've been all coming up very slowly in my Netflix queue, but I, I'm working my way through Sean Bean's deaths. So there, there it is, Dead Redhead. Our, uh, you our, know what? And uh, if ever an actor didn't necessarily deserve to die, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I, I, Sean Bean's a pretty good actor. Yes, he, he is. You know, he's a decent guy. He certainly doesn't deserve as many deaths as he gets, unless you know he likes it. In which case, <laughs> weird. So what is Jupiter Ascending about? I have no idea. I didn't actually read the article. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I'm assuming it's about Jupiter. Jupiter ascending <laughs> and it rising. And, you know, <laughs> I feel like... Have you seen the IT crowd, anyone? Yes. yes. All right, oh you know that God. first episode when he's like, so I'm going to put you on IT because you said on your resume that you're good at computers. And she's like, yes, I did say that. I'm good at clicking... Double-clicking, <laughs> email, sending email, receiving Reading. email, I could go on. And he's like, please do. And she's like, the keyboard, the monitor, mouse, the bit that goes on the floor. And he's like, the hard drive? And she's like, correct. <laughs> I love you, Chad. I love that show so much. <clears throat> Anyway, so this is um, a movie is set on Earth being ruled by creatures from other worlds. Looks really obnoxiously boring, but Which Sean Bean should get Sean killed Bean's really... gonna die in it, so that's enough for me. I'll watch it. So if I'm gonna like crap on on Siffy and and everything that they're doing bad, one of the things they're doing quite well right now is the new season of Face Off. Yes, they are. It's I gave it's up on amazing. it. Speaking of makeup people again, because yes. kind of how we start started at the top of the hour, um, 
they had if you've watched the other seasons there's been two what two or three seasons before this and they've been good and it's like they start off okay and then they do get much better like the first season had some very talented people in it and then the second and third season yeah the very end was amazing i mean it was the last two episodes of season one were killer they were and then two and three especially last season it was not so great. Yeah, they did a lot of these. Yeah, they had those big foamy masks, and it was like these guys didn't it, it have looked more like Mardi Gras. You know anyway. what I don't understand? Yeah, they did. You know what actually. I don't understand? They don't have costume designers. They actually expect these makeup artists to also come up with costumes. Well, in the movie business, that often happens. You're supposed to put the whole monster or creature together, and that includes their outfit. Does and then it if really, they don't, though, because oh. I feel like they yeah. have dedicated costume departments. I mean, they might like have a concept for the costume, but they would have someone else to actually make it. Sometimes, not all the time. Unfortunately, yeah, depending on the movie and the budget and all those yeah. kind of things. But this season, um, the first two episodes had some very talented people the Did people who were that ice princess out there yes oh my gorgeous. god Th- that one guy has won like three of the challenges already i think everybody's like yeah he's pretty much gonna win unless he's, we yeah he's it. the one to beat absolutely his work is just phenomenal and a lot of the people the people who weren't so good they're already gone so the people that they have on right now are these are people who know what they're doing. Um, it's, it's the a first time. Yeah, it's the first time you've really had an entire, pretty much an entire cast of people who are really, really good. Yeah, yes. they they really screwed up their casting last year. Yeah, yes. Very. Uh, well, you know, this is the point at which we'd normally have a poll, and if you've ever normally been polled, you know how painful that can be. Uh, but. Due to an alien abduction, the dead redhead couldn't do a poll this week, and we already have our poll ready for next week. So instead so, of a poll, we should talk about George R. Martin. Well, at this point, I think we need to bring uh, Jeff and Silent J in. Oh, right. Oh, look at the time. <laughs> <laughs> George R. Martin. R. R. Martin. We will deal with George and R. Because he writes so slowly that we'll be able to talk about it. For yeah, years. No, nothing's going to happen. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so joining us now. Um, wait, not yet, actually. Okay, so joining us now. Wait for it. So. Don't. Okay. <laughs> now. So the Skype call walks into a bar. And it's joining us now from Queen City Kamikaze Con, it's Jeff and Silent J. Yo! Hey! Ah! He speaks! <laughs> he does this talk. Is, we found out about Queen City Kamikaze Con last year, and it was a, I'll put it this way, really interesting affair. Yes. <laughs> Some of the oddest things I have ever seen at a con, and it's the little convention that could uh, it's growing and growing year by year so jeff jay tell us what's happening this year um well hopefully there'll be more weird things for you this year and we can kick it up a notch there were uh, plenty we got, weird things last year but yeah, that's a, the meat yeah, wad the human meat wad was pretty interesting <laughs> yeah that was a good one that was pretty good uh we got we got more tables, we got more vendors, we got 
uh, more of DJ Man. We got more of the video game stuff. So we kind of just have everything, but we just kicked it up a notch and then uh, added some more, some more panels and some some other stuff. So it's just kind of amped up from last year. So talk to me about some of the artists who are going to be there this year. Uh, we've got some of the ones that have been with us since the beginning. You know, people uh, like Jason Casey, he comes out with every year uh, for us. We've got uh, Michelle Pinard, who comes out every year with us. Um, I think, I can't remember who else we had. I think it was it. A couple of people that make comic books are coming out. I forget the names of the books right now offhand. Yeah, we got a couple of pirate comics. We got some. Yeah, I think the Sky Pirates are coming back again. LGBTQRLX friendly comics. Uh, Jason Casey usually like handles a sort of straight up like legit American comic end of things and has really. <laughs> Really detailed, really, you know, like, Jason Casey usually, like, does stuff really well. And then we also have, like, a, a bunch of people who um, go with more of, like, the anime theme and are there either doing, like, doing sketches or people can, you know, sit down and get a, uh, like, a car an anime caricature of themselves done, that type of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of... New, like newbie artists coming out too, like people that have been telling us, you know, this is their first show and they're they're really excited to to display some of their work that they've been working on for a while. So, like to give some of the new people a chance as well. So you'll see some some newbies out there. That's a good thing, though. I mean, you know, uh, it's difficult for a, a young artist or a new artist or a, a young working artist, not necessarily young in age. You know, it's difficult for them to find spots where they can show work right and, right yeah true that they what? can afford <laughs> yeah yeah because a lot of the larger cons are awfully expensive yes that's we like to set ourselves apart from them because we don't we don't charge right now for people to set up so yeah we can get the, the more the more we can get in Hopefully someday we'll figure out some kind of hazing routine so any new artists <laughs> will come up with something for them to do, but it won't be expensive, whatever it is. Yeah. So I see that the New England Horror Writers are going to be back again this year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, we've got them doing uh, two panels this year, again, like they did last year. They're going to do one where they're going to talk about, you know, horror in film, in the movies and stuff, and then they're going to talk... Uh, and another panel about vampires, specifically in literature and in film as well. So I'm pretty sure they're going to bash on Twilight for a lot of it, but that's okay. God, I hope so. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. I have to ask you, when we went last year in the gymnasium of the school, there was this, like, spastic dance-a-thon going on. <laughs> <laughs> that it looked like you know, when we had people who, who needed to release energy, you kind of threw them in the gymnasium and then they just kind of did dance to their own music uh, as long as 
as well as the DJ playing music, but they were d- dancing these own dances in their heads and what have you. Yeah. Yep. And and how do you have that kind of setup? So in case people are bringing little ones because they want to go through and look at comics and jewelry and stuff, and they want to know where if they can bring the little ones. Can you talk about that? Well, we actually we expanded the crazy dance stuff a little bit. So initially when some of those guys uh, came a couple years ago, we had them set up next to, uh, we we didn't have much for a PA system, so they had to uh, be out next to the vendors, next to their tables. And uh, I think that scared a lot of people when they were trying to just quietly, quietly read a book or look at something and there was dancing maniacs <laughs> flipping all over the place. So we, we threw their ass into the gym. Um, <laughs> well played. We're doing some tournaments and stuff in the gym, um, but we got the whole back area of the gym taken over now. Um, and it's DJ, was it DJ Kusari? Kusari, yeah. Is, uh, is handling everything. And he's been, he's been taking requests online for a while, so I, th- I think there's, there's enough people who like are sort of specifically know what his playlists are already and he's already sort of been mapping out this is this is the time for the fast music this is the time for the sort of like anime intros this is the time for more like the techno stuff um and he's been taking requests for a while so they they will be there um no one will force you to dance yay but But the music, once it gets in you, your hips won't be able to stop. (laughs) Oh, trust me, I'll be able to stop. It's not an issue. (laughs) So one of the things that I find most interesting about Queen City Kamikaze is that, first of all, it's 10 bucks to get in. That's that's an incredibly good price. Uh, And the on your website, you don't have any times. What time does it open? <laughs> yeah, what time do we want to do this? Oh, uh, it's uh, I thought I put it up there. It's it opened the doors open at ten. I think I listed out when everything else started, but I forgot to put when it actually opens. But the doors open at ten, and uh, and then we'll probably close them around seven or whenever we feel like kicking everybody out. So yeah, well, so usually after after like um, after six, some of the programming ends, and. Uh, you know, we just keep an eye on things. People start to filter out, and that's when we start to pack stuff up and some of the dealers want to head out. So, I don't know. We want to try and... I, I want to set something up to get, get people up to go out for drinks afterwards, but um, there weren't any bars downtown that would let us completely take them over. Um, but Smart well, move on their part, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we're doing... We'll do 10... 10 o'clock for the uh, convention. Um, we'll be all closed up by 7. And then uh, I think afterwards, anyone who's around um, the school where it's at is right next to the British Beer Company on South Willow Street in Manchester. Um, so I think you'll... I, I won't say that people will be partying all night long, but there'll probably be one or two people in cosplay scaring other people at the British Beer Company on South Willow Street after. <laughs> There might be a squirrel there as well. Yeah, there might see. be a squirrel running around. Okay, now, now, now we need to talk uh, about this squirrel. <laughs> that damn squirrel! It's Chester. For, for Chester, the squirrel is the mascot for Queen City Kamikaze Con. How did yeah. that happen? 
well, we we came across Chester. Chester started appearing um, years ago as sort of a, a not quite a naked jogger, but there there was a guy in a squirrel outfit that was jogging around in little tiny shorts around Manchester, and uh, eventually we just hunted him down and said we have another place for you to go to. Oh, good <laughs> lord. <laughs> he's found his place yeah he, he's made some appearances outside of the school um running through people's neighborhoods early in the morning at breakfast time uh but i think now he's just kind of settled down and only only makes appearances at the convention now he scared the crap out of me last year <laughs> I yeah. think he scared the crap out of Drew, too. <laughs> yes, 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 he did, as I recall. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I, don't, I don't think he's committed any crimes yet, but... He thankfully so. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. It might happen it was at the some way point. he kept staring at me. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know he's dangerous. <laughs> we had that feeling. So, on, on top of that, last year you had, like, Hallways lined with video games. You doing that again this year? Yeah, we got. Uh, we actually took over a couple more hallways. We we, we can all. I, it's a pretty big place. Uh, so it's sort of like each year we see what other section we can try and wiggle our way into. So we've got expanded over and taken over a little bit more of the hallways, um, and we'll have video games lining the hallways that people can go through. Um, we're going through all of our systems right now just to make sure that we have as many systems that we as we can possibly cover so we make sure that everyone has games on stuff. Yeah, we're going to try to make kind of like a, a video game timeline almost up one of the hallways. Oh, you know, wow. can, you know, with the, what do we have, the ColecoVision? Yeah, we have you know, Coleco All the way down, yeah, all the way down to, you know, to the modern consoles that we have. It'll so, be good. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So it'll be good. We gotta see. Uh, I'm testing out the old systems right now, and some of them apparent apparently video games from the late '70s, early '80s don't necessarily like brand new televisions very much. Yeah. Uh. We're, we're figuring out Radio Shack ways to get around that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure any school has some really old TVs hanging around yeah, somewhere. Yeah, no kidding. There's plenty there. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> so if people are coming in and they're coming in for the event, they're going to see artists, they're going to see writers. What else are they going to see while they're there? Well, they're going to see the video games. They're going to see um, the dance hall. Uh, we got. We if got, they get there, they're gonna see a um, couple screens set up for. Um, we got one screen for horror movies, and then a couple screens for anime. So we'll be screening anime all throughout the day too. We're gonna throw in some uh, some sci-fi this year. You know, something new that we're gonna try. Some sci-fi movies, maybe some sci-fi TV shows. You know, we'll see. And then can you tell? Can you tell us any of the movies you might be playing? We're just going to do Stargate on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go, Kriana. Kriana, you're there. there. <laughs> I've got so the one. So maybe throw that on. 
Daniel so Jackson's just gonna your... die over and over again. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, he's my favorite. So at one o'clock you have your masquerade. Yep. And participants are going to be divided into what we're calling, for lack of a better term, appropriate categories. Yes. What um, does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are there inappropriate categories we have to worry about? There's, I don't know, there's always, don't don't dress up in, don't underdress yourself because it's cold outside and we don't want anyone getting frostbitten. <laughs> yes. That's and, a good uh, way to put that. <laughs> but I, I think with some of the previous ones, uh, there were different categories for some of the stuff that people, um, people had like more homemade outfits than others. Like, like some people, there's just like a specific item that, did, that they just really put some solid man hours into and sort of wanted to get a specific item judged and other people had entire outfits that they made 100% from scratch. So I, I think a lot of the cosplay stuff nowadays is sort of set up to say like, Hey, you know, some, some people are buying pre-made outfits yeah, and you know, that's fine for around the convention, but there's also people who, 100% start to finish made every single thing on them. And then there's other people who, you know, just made really cool looking replica pieces that they want to bring in too. So, yeah. yeah, there's one girl that shows up. She's been, I think since the first year we've had it where she'll come in with probably four, maybe five different costumes that she's made, you know, over the course of the year. And, you know, she'll change from one to the other, you know, hour after hour and just show off her costume and you know she likes to be recognized so it's those types of people that we want to you know focus in on in the uh the, the masquerade and give those people their due respect and maybe get a prize for them just for their hard work you know yeah and there will always be the giant meatball uh, yeah, always will be. Hoping he was meatball. cool though i thought that meatwad was very clever that he was in like that hassock that he hollowed yeah. out and then he would roll himself around and then periodically pop out of it. <laughs> well, it was dangerous that he drove himself to the convention while wearing that in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's dangerous as, as much as uh, anatomically incorrect, but you know, there what... so there are four panels uh, at uh, starting at noon. Uh, panel called Creating Fan Fiction. Yeah. Uh, who's doing that one? Uh, it's a guy by the name of Clark Drew. He's, uh, I believe he's the husband of one of our artists that's setting up Maggie Drew. And yeah, it's just something that he likes to do is create his own fan fiction. So he approached us and said, you know, I'm going to be there anyway. He goes, do you mind if I, you know, put on a panel about fan fiction? So we figured we'd give him a shot and see how it goes. And then at 2.45, how to create cosplay videos. That sounds dangerous to me. For that sounds scary. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah, that one I'm not sure how that one's going uh, to go off. We'll see. Because I don't know. There's a, it's a specific group that's putting that together that I've never heard of before. But apparently they make cosplay videos a lot. And they're going to upload one and do one there right on the spot. So... I, I we'll heard see. that there was a great pay site that they have. <laughs> I was going to say, are you scanning for furries before Please. they come in? <laughs> I, I think we didn't have to, yeah. yeah. 
And then was, at 345, it's horror in the movies, and at 430, vampires and lit and film with our friends in the New England Horror Writers Association. Uh, so you've literally got stuff going on. Uh, uh, Halo 4 tournament at 130. Uh, got, I think early we've got, uh, we got a couple game shows around 11 that are going to be going on, too. Yeah. Yeah, anime. Was it Anime Jeopardy? And then the anime dating game, which is always interesting, I Oh, guess. my. <laughs> that sounds, again, that sounds very... Scary, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you, you guys are uh, taking on a lot here, and this is, uh, like I said, the little con that could, growing more and bigger every year. Uh, I wish you guys a lot of luck. We'll see you there next week. Awesome. So, All right. Yeah, we will definitely be there. And uh, <laughs> it's going to be another interesting event. It was certainly interesting last year. Oh, boy. Yes, it was interesting. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> yeah, meatball costume. Yeah, everyone needs a meatball costume. Uh, <laughs> somebody does. Anyhow, it's Jeff and Silent Jay from Queen City Kamikaze Con. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank what you. do we got coming up, Kriana, in the next couple of weeks? Why are you asking me that? Because uh, Lumbarian's uh, not here. Lumbarian's not here. Well, I know for sure. Next week, we're t talking to the lovely lady behind her universe, whose name is escaping me at the moment. Um, I'll do the then. For I our really Valentine's Day show. For our, our special Valentine's Day awesome special, get stuff for your honey boo-boo child. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds frightening. So, so, so my beer is three quarters of the way done, and I've just finished screen Captain Daniel Jackson being beat up, so I'm a happy camper. Okay, cool. Dead redhead? Okay, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic-Con, Granite-Con, and of ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by The Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, at RobWattsOnline.com. Don't. I want to thank the gentlemen from Queen City Comic Con, Jeff and Silent Jay, for joining us today. And from the Revere Time Vortex, the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. Thank you, my darling. Stargate fans, Cree! They know what I mean. They know what I mean. I'm glad somebody does. From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you, Dead Redhead. A thousand dollars for the damn monkey. <laughs> no. Ten Quatloos on the man. <laughs> this is Tome saying, Genie shared, paid his lesson, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. Ooh, ooh. I know.